I swear to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. And boom goes the dynamite. Get some facts and go back and see. Get some facts and go back and see. Don't throw out salaries or other things. Get oh, some yeah, facts and go back and see. They can't stop no please. 25th of the league. We don't want to get disrespected. This is Weeks and the Pope, the podcast, with Robin Francis and Stephen Weeks. Hey everyone, it's the Weeks and the Pope podcast, and we are on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, tell your friends, give us a like, follow, all that kind of good stuff. This week on the program, we shall talk, obviously, some Super Bowl. It's some NFL in-depth stuff, off-season stuff to talk about as well. College basketball, NBA, talk a little MLB. Weeks in the Pope podcast, and it's on now. So the Chiefs outlast the Eagles in Super Bowl 57 this past Sunday. And outlast is really the best way to describe it. The Eagles defensively, defensively, I thought they tired out. They ran everything they had to do in the first half and eventually wore out to where the Chiefs could just operate. Both defenses, actually, because both offenses could have stayed on the field and played all night, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Jalen Hurts had three rushing touchdowns. Say, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had 45 yards of rushing, and we didn't think he would get any with his ankle. I yeah. mean, the last week I said one thing. I said everything pointed to the Eagles winning that game. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why I'm going with the Chiefs, because the Chiefs have who? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And the Eagles do not. Now, I didn't anticipate as good of a game as I saw from Jalen Hurts, because outside of his fumble, he played oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, uh, he had really, one yeah. of the best performances I've seen as a, in a uh, with a quarterback in the in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely didn't deserve to lose. They just lost. They just lost. It was just uh, one of those things. And you know, the Chiefs were were gifted the uh, the the holding call, the pass interference, however you want to put it, defensive holding um, late in the game because that allowed them to run the clock down. And smartly they did so because if you give the ball back. If I'd say if Jalen Hurts had a minute to go, that game is tied. Oh, yeah, we would be going to overtime. Yeah. I had no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Or the, at that time, at that holding penalty, it was going to be a field goal. Yeah. And, you know, they would have gone up the three. It would have been 38-35, and you were going to give a minute 38 or minute 40 or whatever it was to Jalen Hurts. Exactly. And Jalen Hurts probably would have won the game. Yeah. But it was setting up to be one of the best endings we've seen in the Super Bowl in a, in a long time. And I think I think uh, a referee. I, yes, it was he grabbed him, but I, I didn't think it was. I thought it was. Uh, I just thought it wasn't enough. I didn't think it was enough. And it, it was within one yard of the line of scrimmage. That's yeah. what I had a problem with more of and anything. And so I've gone back, and I think that's only on pass interferences. Is it really? Yes. Well, I can understand. Yeah, you can't hold him, but it, you know he did grab the jersey. I did not think he impeded. 
But he, I don't think he did either. You know, I, I, I think that was just it, he, he was gone. Mm. It wasn't going to be a problem. He just missed the pass. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he, 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 there was no way he was catching that ball. No, Patrick Mahomes saw the hold and he threw it up, mm-hmm. and there was no the receiver, and I think it was Juju, but he wasn't anywhere near. Yeah, so it wasn't and that should have been an uncatchable ball. But but holding holding penalties don't matter. Right. That's why it was called a holding. If it was pass interference, we'd be talking about something different. Yeah. And I said, I said right after the Super Bowl, I tweeted out, I said, although I think the Chiefs deserve to win the game because I think they did. They deserved to. The way they played that second half, the way they came back, they deserved to win the game. They did. They played. Yeah. I mean, just Patrick Mahomes absolutely willed the Chiefs to win that game. I just think it's crap that. Uh, a, a a penalty like that that didn't have to be called, like basically forced the ending of a Super yes. Bowl that we were about get, took away from an ending that we were about to have that might have been one of the best of all time. Exactly. It was such a good game. I mean, there was nothing bad about that game. No, it Check. was fun. It was fun to watch. Uh, going back and forth, bang and bang, and and like you said, uh, you know, the Eagles get up and it's like, uh oh. Uh oh, they may run away with it, and here comes Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He keeps them close. Mm-hmm. They're within ten at the half, and I'm like, wait a minute. And plus, he's hurt, but you know, within thirty minutes, he's got plenty of time to get that thing loose, retaped, uh, shot, whatever he's got to do to get back in the game. And you virtually couldn't see that it was hurting him that bad. That twenty yard run at the end of the game, exactly. I didn't look like he was hurt at all. Now he got up, and he walked. On. I mean, you could tell that he was limping. But just, I mean, that that's unreal. Like that's let let's let's go let's go into Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is to me is the best quarterback in football. Yeah, I don't think he's that a freak. Any, I don't think there's any any doubt about it. I yeah. think I don't think that there really has. I think that people this yeah. year they wanted Josh Allen to be it, and look, well, they wanted Joe Burrow to be but, it. And look, let's not take anything away from those two. Those two are are great. Yes, they're very good quarterbacks. But, but nobody all season has said that Patrick Mahomes is is dead, basically. Oh, no. He's been in that top three contender. The Chiefs have been there the whole year. They were in the top three, mm-hmm. top four of betting odds all season long for a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has been widely considered the best quarterback in football. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, now, people did say that people did say that Joe Burrow might, uh, probably should be winning the MVP. And I think he if has. If he had an, not had that start, he may have been. I agree. Now, the, you you can sit here and say all that, but like now after that game, people are acting like that the Chiefs were this underdog team all Bullshit. season. Bullshit. And I don't understand that. That's two. That's two. That we had the national championship, yeah. and then we had the Chiefs uh, and the Super Bowl. The both number one teams, seed. The number one seed and then the number one team in the country, people thought that they were disrespected yeah. all season. Well, and I just don't understand that. If Maybe by couple, Vegas not having them as a favorite but down by one. That means you're, you're a pick them. It doesn't matter. It does. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's amazing to me. Like, but that's People want to be pissed and they want to be the underdog when they're not. They're I mean, not. when you're on top, neither one of enjoy these two it. Te- neither one of these two teams were underdogs. No, no. Ever. That's true. Not at all. Not all season. Yeah. I mean, with with their two quarterbacks in the game, they are without a doubt the top two teams. This season they definitely were. Yep. And, the, and Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback in football for 3 to 4 years now. Yep. Like when Tom Brady started taking that downside, now even Tom Brady won a Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes was probably the better quarterback. Like, that can happen. Joe yep. Burrow probably could have won the MVP this year. 
but that doesn't make him the better quarterback. Right. Like, all of this thing that people think the Chiefs were disrespected and stuff, it just makes no sense to me. You were the best, you were one of the best teams in football all season long. Yes, you played down to your opponents sometimes. Yeah, but teams do that. But teams do that. Yep. But they showed up. Now, they lost a regular season game to the Bengals. And I, did they lose to the Bills, too, early? Uh, yes, the Bills did beat them. So, I mean, yeah, you lost to those two. But, I mean, you were 16-3 and three going into the Super Bowl. <laughs> you weren't You weren't an underdog. No. Even if the You win 17 games yes. out of 20, you're not an underdog. You're not an underdog. No. And, and, look, the don't, Chiefs – Don't throw that shit the over The Chiefs here. absolutely deserve to be the Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Just like if the Eagles would have won, they would have deserved to be it because those are the two best teams – even though even though the Eagles played the worst schedule in football and got one of the easiest draws in the playoffs, they still would have deserved because they dominated yes. all season. Both teams. They yeah. they were they were Super Bowl contenders all season and they never let up. Hurts had one hiccup. Yes. That was it. And then I guess you could say the hiccup in the Super Bowl was a fumble, but that's still not on exactly on him. Things like that happen. Mahomes had a few mistakes during the game early on. So, when they didn't convert or that kind of thing, and the Eagles took advantage of it. So, it's the same type of thing. It definitely yeah. is. It was just a really good football game it was. with two really good football teams. Yeah. And the Chiefs just so happened to win the game. There is no underdog story for you. Here. Nope. There's nope. none. None. If there's an underdog story, it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Who was and, – and we heard all of that. They're leading up to it. We and, heard and all true, of it. But I loved what Mahomes said afterwards. Let's put that to rest after watching that game he played. Because he's not an underdog anymore. Exactly. He's a superstar. Yep. What he did in that Super Bowl. And that's, that's great respect. Yeah, because they're both – look, I, I love the fact that they have respect for each other. I love Jalen Hurts' uh, response uh, like in those pre, pre, like press conferences at the end of the game where he talked about life lessons and stuff and lessons going forward. It was a very good game. We had a couple of really good stories. Uh, I, yes, I was a little bit, you know, before the game, I was thinking, you know, man, we, we didn't get any kind of good underdog story to get there. You and know? there really wasn't. And there wasn't, but we got the two best teams. And yep. that's honestly what what sometimes you what, what you need. You know, we got a good football game. We don't use we don't get that a lot of times. Mm, that's you know, true. sometimes we get a blowout in the Super Bowl. You know, we've seen quite a few, uh, especially in my lifetime. So we got an awesome Super Bowl. But let's stop this shit about your <laughs> that you're an underdog. You weren't. You're one of the best teams in football yeah. all season long. Yes, there were times in the season where people thought the Bills were going to be uh, were going to make it. They thought that the Niners were going to win. The Bills were going to win. But never ever. Was there a time that the the Kansas City Chiefs were outside of this top four, top, you know, top mm. five realm of betting odds of being Super Bowl champions? They've never, they never have been. Right. I saw it way too much on Sunday, and I'm thinking, Good God, man, you're the best. Be the best. Yeah. Talk your shit, but don't be an underdog. You won't. You won't. You you're not an underdog. No. Before the yeah. season, even even if that, when they lost Tyreek Hill, people thought, you know, people were like, Well, can they do it without him? After week three, you were like, shit, hell yeah. yeah, they can. Yeah, look at what they've done. You know, and they just peace in place. And that's how good Mahomes is, is he makes everyone else better. Absolutely. You know, it didn't, you had, you had a, a, a this this wide receiving crew that not many people would even want. Yeah. You know, with Juju and uh, Valdez Scantling. And then you have the running backs with Pancheco, who was a rookie, who, you know, had a hell of a year. And then Jarek McKinnon, his resurgence. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I just, yes, you, you, all right, if you want to look at it as an underdog, it's you didn't have the superstars. 
Possibly. Offensively? Possibly. That's but fine. But still like, not going to buy it. But you were a betting favorite all year long. So let's right. let's drop that. It was it was a hell of a game. Yep. Hell of a game. And I, you know, I enjoyed it. I didn't, you know, I'm I'm not a Chiefs fan, obviously. Uh and I and I I even bet on the Chiefs to win. Uh but did I want them to win? No. Because I thought <laughs> it would be cool if Jalen Hurts would have won. Yeah, it would have been. But would've look, been. hey, sometimes sometimes that don't happen and we had a great game. So we got that. That's it. Let's 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 end this whole underdog crap. Yeah. When you're the best team, one of the best teams in, in, in a sport all year long, and you finish the job. That would be like saying that uh, Jeter and the Yankees during their four-game, four-year stretch were over underdogs bullshit. It wasn't happening. Chiefs have, Chiefs have not missed the AFC Championship in, I think, six years now. Yeah. They've won Look two. They've won two Super Bowls now. Andy Reid's won two of them in the past, what, four or five years? Yeah. Please. You ain't an underdog. Please. That's exactly right. They're not. It's an upset yeah. when people beat you. Yes. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. Especially when you play at home. Yeah. And, you know, so, that's that's got to be – you were great. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the end of it. You were great. Both teams, they were great. That's it. Like, I mean, hey, but it was a hell of a Super Bowl. I'm glad we got to yep. see it. I mean, that's – next year, what do we got? I mean – Well, we got new hires. We got a lot of new hires. Peyton uh, – Sean Payton going to the Broncos. Uh, Saints get a lot of shit. From them uh, for that. I'm not sure how well that'll go. But we'll have to wait and see. Well, you know, let's. The first thing he did, which I'll agree with, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say I think Sean Payton is this great coach, but I will say this: he got he got Russell Wilson's people out of the building. Yeah, and he's like, we're going good. We're going to do this my way, and if that's look. That's the that first, has to be that. Way. That's the first thing that needed and, to happen. And if Russell Wilson can't, you know. Uh, it, Adhere to that. He can go. Yeah, you can go. Because you know. Peyton will go find him a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Because so, people will want to go play with him in that system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that, that the first thing you needed to do. So, I mean, he's got a lot to work. He has got a lot to do. But that's the first thing he had to do is say, hey, Russ, get your people out of my damn building. Yep. And that's the truth. That's what he did. Uh, Eagles, uh, D.C. going to Arizona. That's uh, Jonathan Gannon. So, the Cardinals are going to go a little bit different than they have really – Oh, past 10 years. They've been an offensive-minded group all the time. Yeah, Bruce you know. Arians, uh, Cliff, I mean, Cliff, bringing Cliff Kingsbury out yeah. of college. He was, he was an offensive-minded guy. Uh, so, they're going defense, and we'll see what happens. I think, with, that, I think for one year they had Wilkes. Uh, or, no, that was the Panthers. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they've never done this. So, yeah. this is going to be different. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Shane Steichen with uh, – the offensive coordinator for the Eagles goes to the Colts. We'll see. Being uh, a non-Colts fan, I don't like it. Yeah. Because I, I think he's a good coach. We'll uh, see. All the, the coordinators, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Right. You know? I mean, Frank Reich was awesome as an offensive coordinator. Yes. And he just – I mean, and he was pretty good for a couple of years, and then he – and then He that, lost his fucking mind. Well, then that front <laughs> office is dumb. But, I mean, people – I mean, the Colts front office is absolutely moronic. <laughs> And, you know, Jim Ursay is just a drunk. So, yeah. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing out there. <laughs> and, you know, just naming naming quarterbacks a different every other year, just finding the oldest dude out there Weird. and saying, hey, let's bring you in and you can be our starting quarterback. They just screwed over Matt Ryan. But they're, yeah. they're, about, to, they're about to get their wish, though. They're going to draft either – they're going to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young somehow. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to find their quarterback. I did see one. Uh, I think it was on CBS. The guy was saying that Florida's quarterback would be drafted number one by the Colts. I, w- I thought 
I've seen everything. Everything that Richmond, I've seen with is that his a- name? Anthony, Richardson. Anthony Richardson. All I've seen from him is him, a top ten pick. Yeah, I don't know. Now, people, are, the only thing I've seen now, I saw Todd McShay, McShay talk about where he said that he's got all the tools to be great. He just hasn't shown it. That's look. That's you want to take a chance on a top ten pick with that? But that's the no. But that's also the same thing that people did with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And yeah, but Hurts, Hurts though. He brought his team and they won. Yeah, that yeah. But, know, I mean, last all the teams year, that he was with. But last year, he had a lot of tools for himself, and you could you, you could tell that he was gonna be, he could be good. But he was missing some mechanical issues, yeah. and he worked on that in the off season, and he fixed it. I don't think uh, Richardson is a hurts though. I see. I don't know because I uh, mean, he played with he didn't play with a great offense with Florida. Like I mean, no. now he didn't. They have athletes, but they weren't they weren't this powerful offense. And he has a cannon. Like he can throw the ball. Hmm. And he does have tools, but do I, am I taking him at eight if you're the Panthers? No, I'm not. No. No. Frank Reich to the Panthers. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe it's a change of pace and maybe he breathes some coastal air. Or maybe something. just getting away from the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. Uh, D'Amico Ryans from the 49ers to the Texans, another defensive type hire. Texans have been more, you know, other than Lovey Smith, Lovey is. is I would say Lovey's more defensive, but he's coached both sides of the ball. Yeah. So, I'm not really sure about that. I mean, that, you've had Bill O'Brien as your coach, and you yeah. won a bunch of division titles with him. You also had Deshaun Watson. They have to go out and find a quarterback. Yes. yes. Uh, they they do that. They're going to be – the Texans are going to be fine. They're going to – now, they have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be fine. I think it's the best hire of the whole cycle. D'Amico yeah. Ryans is uh, – He's a good one. He's, he's one of, good. I think And he if he was, takes over the defense, then boom. Yeah. That, that meant they're instantly good eventually. Because, yeah, so, I mean, like well, that's that's a, that's a thing. I think D'Amico is going to be good. I think he's going to be able to work with his team better. I think people are going to want to play for him. Yes. I think he'll be able to get free agents. Uh, and he'll get his quarterback. So, that's 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 a start. If you're wanting to take over a team and you ain't got a quarterback, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to be at the top yeah. so you can get your quarterback. Well, the team ahead of you ain't picking a quarterback. All you have to do is hope for somebody who doesn't trade up and take that quarterback. But even if they do, yeah, you're sitting there at two and you get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, whoever goes one. That's right. So you're you're not hurting there. So that you'll you'll get your guy. Thank you, Jets. Taking Todd Downing as your passing coordinator. You have uh, basically told your fans that you don't give a shit about them. About throwing uh, the ball, at least. <laughs> possibility of where QBs are going to go. You have Derek Carr. Um, I've heard Jets. I've heard uh, I've heard Titans, I've heard Buccaneers as a possibility as well. Um, that's going to have to be a trade because he or or if he's released, he, he was released yesterday, and he's released, so he can sign with whoever he wants. Yep, they did it before the uh, so deadline, so they don't even owe him the forty million dollars. They don't even owe him any of it. Nope. So he can sign for whatever he wants. He signs whatever he wants to now. Um, Aaron Rodgers supposedly going to the Raiders. Supposedly. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Hey, until he leaves Green Bay, I don't believe it. Yeah. Look, uh, we, he we've he just we, may say, no, I'm done. We've dealt with this a couple times. Yeah. The only way, I, the only thing I see of him stay, going to the Raiders is one guy. Yeah. That's Devontae Adams. So, uh, until he leaves Green Bay, then I'll believe it. Because right now, I don't believe it. Lamar Jackson supposedly going to be traded to the Falcons. That's, that's exactly who I thought. Yep. Uh, I have ran Ryan Tannehill. I've seen Jets or Saints. The possibility. Uh, Jimmy G. I've heard Titans or Jets. I hope it's not the Titans. I do not want to see that. 
I think that would be a huge mistake. I just don't see him as being a quality quarterback for if they're wanting to go up tempo. Like they're they not, say, they're well, going. They're not. Not with Tim Kelly. They're not going to go up tempo. No. Despite what they just said earlier, we want to go up tempo. They might be a little more up tempo, but it's going to, look, we're going to see a lot of the same stuff. Well, that's fine if you have Derrick Henry. You're going to run the ball. And if you do it correctly, yeah. you know, if you have um, um, a third down, why isn't your best player in there? Well, with Todd Downing, Derrick Henry never in there. No. Then all of a sudden he comes back in on fourth down or something like that. He should be in there every down that he can play. No. Why not? The, and, and it would be different if the Titans had that second go-to guy. Like, you know, you know how the Cowboys have would, would have Zeke yeah. and Tony Pollard. It would be different if you were – but we were switching out with Hassan Reddick – or not Hassan Reddick, I'm so sorry. Uh, the kid from Michigan, I yeah. can't think of his name. And then that at the, in the playoff – or in the uh, last game of the season, it was some guy that I ain't never even heard of. His last name was Ward. Yep. You know, and you had uh, – who was the dude most of the season? I can't think of his name. The one that got hurt. Uh, man, why am I blanking Number 40. Um, and, he, you know, <laughs> like – and they would – you know, he would be in there. And he was not bad, but he is not a dude that you ever Hilliard. thought – Yes, not yeah, – yeah. But you never thought that he would get the ball. Like, right. now he might catch the pass. Yeah, he's not going to be hand, But he, not they're, gonna not gonna gonna the, they're not going to run him. And you run play action with him. Everybody knew. Yeah. And, and that was the bad thing, you know. So, Derrick Henry has to be in there. He has to be in there. Uh, if you're going to have Jimmy G in, I, I think you're going to look at more of what the 49ers did. Then you got to go find you another running back too. Yeah, you got to because you're going to have you're going you're the whole thing is predicated on play action, mm -hmm. and I to me it just I don't know I, I don't like the Jimmy G idea. I just I don't know I still don't know what I want the Titans to do at quarterback. Yeah. Because if, if the rumors are true, the Jets are offering a second round and a fourth round for Ryan Tannehill, you take that and immediately, and you take those picks, and you try to trade up for a quarterback. Yes. You have to do that. But if you're not going to do that, and you're wanting to draft at 11, you take either Broderick, uh, Broderick Jones, the tackle, or the, or, the, or the tackle from Ohio State, and you start, or you start yeah. building your uh, offensive line – and then you either you either sign Derek Carr, you sign Jimmy G, or you try to make a splash and go and, and try to trade for Lamar Jackson. I just don't see it. No, I just don't. I just don't know. I because Lamar I, Jackson will cost you Derek Henry and several other things. Maybe maybe not Derek Henry. Maybe because you can't afford Derek Henry anymore. Possibly because I don't think you trade Derek Henry. You would trade draft capital for that. I don't think there's going to be any players for that Falcon that Falcons trade if that happens. It's going to be first round pick. Uh, maybe a second-round pick and then, like, a first-round pick next year or something like that. It's not going to be what we – like, what this what happened in the NBA. This, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think we're, we would see we would see a lot of – it because, I mean, that's what NFL teams want. They want draft capital. Yeah. So, that's what's going to take for the Titans to draft up. To, I agree. Or to trade up. I agree. Um, and so, if you're going to do that with Tannehill – now, let's let's even back up to there. If you cannot trade up and your options are Jimmy G and Derek Carr, then I think the best option is riding with Tannehill for his last year of his contract and then just trying to go out and find you another quarterback the next season. Because you, you're not going to train a new quarterback with that system. and It's going to be similar. It's in just some three ways. similar quarterbacks. Yes. So Tannehill has already got an advantage. He's already got the – uh, the working, I mean, I mean, let's just face facts. Uh, 
he was running for his life all friggin' season. The the line was atrocious. It was terrible. It should have never been uh, for a top tier team. Uh, that was a huge huge mistake from the Titans front office. Should have never happened, but it did. And Tannehill in the last few games, he tried to come back, and when he did. Uh, he got murdered once again. It didn't matter who the Titans quarterback was. No, it didn't. They were going to get destroyed. Yeah. So Offensively, they were going to get have destroyed. To, exactly. And I have to tell people, my group of friends and all of this, until we fix that offensive line, it doesn't matter who the quarterback exactly is. Exactly it. That's exactly it. And, and You can uh, win with a subpar quarterback. Uh, average, not subpar. Average quarterback, average to good quarterback with a very good line. Heck what the 49ers did. They did win with Jimmy G. Yep. They had a good offensive line. They had a, they had the best defense. That's look. That's a recipe for success. The Titans had a, a pretty good defense at times, sometimes elite, but their offensive line was atrocious. Yeah, I and think the the Jimmy G thing is because of the new GM. Everybody thinks, oh, he's just going to go after forty. Well, if that's players. the case. Trey Lance would be one of those. Exactly. Players. I would I would choose Trey Lance before I would Jimmy G because he's only two years in the league. That absolutely yeah. would take that because you can you can. If he doesn't but get just hurt. because the dude is coming from San Fran doesn't mean you're going to get 49ers players. Absolutely not. And he may not want any 49ers players. Yeah, maybe he wants to start this whole thing on his own. There you go. I don't know. what the, I, I, the quarterback position is the one that I just don't have a clue. Yeah. Like, I really don't know. because like I don't want our three options to be Jimmy G, Derek Carr, and and Tannehill, and, it, and us moving with Carr or uh, Jimmy G. Because they're all so similar. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just just keep Tannehill if that's the case. But, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. If you can go better, then go better. Oh, I agree. If you can trade up, trade up. Without a doubt. So, that's, that's interesting. So, we've got all that with the NFL. We've got some uh, – you've, you've got, like – Early, early, early returns on preseason favorites. I got three picks. I got three picks for my way too early picks for next okay. year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do my Super Bowl for next year. Uh, look, it would be really easy just to say those two teams again, right? Oh, yeah. But, you know, things happen with the salary cap, and that's it, this is what it was designed to do. It was designed to keep from a dynasty happening. The Chiefs ain't going to be hurt. They're going to be a no. good team next year. Oh, yeah. uh, and they are going to be a favorite. But um, until the Cincinnati Bengals have to pay their wide receivers, I'm going to be sticking – my next year's pick right now is the same pick I had going into this playoffs for the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick the Bengals and the 49ers to be in the Super Bowl next year. Okay. Um, and with that, I'm picking Joe Burrow to finally win an MVP. Uh, if they make it to the Super Bowl and they are good and they fix that offensive line in this offseason. You know, and they took strides this year. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow's so. going to win the MVP. Also, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that with I'm not saying that he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game. Yes. But yes. – if the Bengals can fix Burroughs has better surrounding people. Yes. And if he can do that and he can put up the numbers, he'll be the MVP next year. And then I also have and, – and I feel like this is, was the easiest one of all. Uh, I picked Offensive Rookie of the Year, and I picked uh, – I don't care what team it's for. It's going to be Bryce Young. I don't care where any of the players are. I don't know where they're drafted at. But I'm picking Bryce yeah. Young as my Offensive Rookie of the Year because he is, I think, an elite quarterback. And I think that he will put up numbers – 
that nobody will as a rookie. No, more than likely. More than likely. I mean, he's, he did quite well. He, he forced Alabama to change how they approached offense in the last couple of years. So, and, and now Alabama's got these quarterbacks. I mean, Ty Simpson from, from Martin may be the starter for Alabama. He's slated to be. I think he will be. You know, and so we're going to see that uh, uh, just one year removed from high school. And he's going to get in there, and, and he's uh, got he's got a good offensive coordinator too. Like I mean, Bill O'Brien leaves, and but now they're going to have Tommy Reese from Notre Dame, who's a good who's a good coach. Yeah, and then they uh, their defensive coordinator is now I think I think it's Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so. yeah, so that's look Alabama. They're, look, they ain't gonna be hurting, and yeah. Ty's got Ty's got that's gonna be that's great for Ty. It is very, and good he, we Ty. might be talking about him in two years. Exactly. About being a top five pick. I mean, there's a possibility. He's playing at Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's got the best coaches in the world. We'll, look, we're going to be talking about Alabama quarterbacks being in the top of the draft for years to come. As long as Sa- well, as long as Saban's alive yeah. and still coaching. Yeah. Because he'll just continuously – he will get his coach, whoever he wants to coach, and they will keep bringing in guys. So, like, we could be talking about Ty Simpson being a top five pick in the next couple of years. I mean, it's just it's just how it is. That's how Alabama players are now. I mean, hell, Mac, Mac Jones was a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't matter. Like and, he, and, he, but he's not playing like it though. No, no. So. But I mean, he's had two. They've had Tua. Uh, they're going to claim Jalen Hurts, but they can't. Um, but I mean, he did play three I think years they at Alabama. A part, yeah, partial. But but I mean, Tua for sure. And Tua, Tua's, all Tua. those guys. It's just going to yeah. happen. It's going to keep happening. Uh, Ty Simpson's the next in line is what it seems like. So, yeah. good lord. we're going to talk some basketball uh some mlb as well it's all coming up this is the weeks in the pope podcast more in a moment (music) tough 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 weekend and week for tennessee last week you you told me that tennessee became I guess the first team ever in college basketball, or, or as far as you know, to lose on two straight last-second shots. Yeah, I'm, I'm confirming that right now. I'm looking at it. You know, up. That's, uh, but either way, that is tough, and you don't ever hear of that. And it almost <laughs> makes you feel like you're snake bit in so many ways. Obviously, playing at Vanderbilt, I mean, that place is, is a hell. But uh, for Missouri to come into Knoxville and do what they did. But that's, that's a, when, when you lose to – I think it's worse – to lose on a shot being thrown up, uh, a, a, just a, a last-second prayer, and it happens. It's like, really? I mean, I can go back, uh, you know, Arkansas doing that to U.S. Reed to Louisville when Louisville was expected to go back and win, actually, the the championship. I believe it was in 1984 when or 81. Excuse me. They are coming off the national championship in 81. And next thing you know, U.S. Reed throws a three-quarter shot in the tournament, and bam, Louisville's out. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where, no, come on. That shouldn't be allowed, but, you know, it happens. I'll, uh, I'll admit. Now, I watched highlights, but I'll admit that I did not watch a second of either of those two games. I didn't either. Um, didn't have time. The Sorry. Yeah, we've been busy. Uh, but Vanderbilt, the Vanderbilt game, the, I, look, I – I was wondering if Tennessee could figure out their offense, uh, and I felt like their offense was pretty decent against Vanderbilt, but their defense was lacking. Yeah. Um, at the end of the game, Josiah Jordan James goes out with an ankle injury, and he's out against Missouri. And I'm 90% sure that I saw Julian Phillips was out too against Missouri. And those are two guys that uh, 
are pretty big time players for you. But that ain't that's no excuse for losing at home to Missouri. They were down seventeen in the second half. Right. And they battled all the way back to take a six point lead. And you had some crazy like Sakai Ziegler got a foul with like eighty feet from the basket. Um Santag uh, or Bescovi uh, missed another two in two straight games missed field goal or free throws um, when you have a chance to seal the game. I'm just just stuff that can't happen when you're trying to seal games. Uh, they're six and four in their last ten. That's that's not good. Um, but look, season still we still got a long oh, way to long go. Time. You got yeah. hey, you got a chance tonight. To make people forget that you even play, that you even lost those games. Yeah, you got number one Alabama, top ten, top ten Alabama, and their coach said uh, he didn't really give a shit about it. No, he doesn't, you know, and he thinks it's a poison, and he's right. Uh, at least this year, he's right. Houston, Purdue, UCLA is fourth. Kansas, Texas, Virginia, Arizona, Baylor, UT. Those have been intermingling into the top ten for most of the season. Uh, we talk about the parody, and we're seeing it uh, carried out. But every yeah, week, man. The, every week. This, we, have a new, we have a new number one almost every single week. Yeah, but the place will be packed tonight. It's number one, Alabama. Number 10, Tennessee in Knoxville. Uh, ESPN 2, I believe, carrying it. Tennessee's that, won six straight games at home against top AP top five teams. Yeah. That's, I mean – so, and they're three-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. And I can't find any way that they should be. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Against that Alabama team that can score at will. Brandon Miller is the best player in college basketball outside of probably the Edie kid from Purdue. Or maybe – probably no, he might be. I think he's better than Edie. Um, I think he's better. Edie's just seven foot four, and he can do a lot of things. He can. He uh, can. But Brandon Miller's a freak, and he should be the number two pick in the draft because nobody's going to be number one outside of that kid from France. Yeah. Um, but Brandon Miller's a freak, and you're going to have to slow him down. And they got another freshman that scored 30 points, uh, mm-hmm. too. They're, they have a big defensive dude who is hurt, who's hurt. He hurt his knee, but the, Nate Oates said today that he's leaning on playing. So, uh, man, it's I'm excited for it. Like uh, This is the first time I've been excited since, I think, probably the Kentucky game. They, um, Alabama needs to break open the bank. What do they, they need to go into the Saban bank. And break that open for NATO. Well, they they just gave him another extension a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you know, should have given it bigger. <laughs> uh, I mean, my God, the, because you know, unless you do that, uh, somebody would lure him away. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, every year there's a talk that he would leave Alabama, and that's mm-hmm. because Alabama's basketball program is not their football program, right? And they never will be. And, and it, you're right. You're right. Even even all those years, the Wimp Sanderson, Wimp Sanderson. Uh, conducted it perfectly because he was coaching when Bear Bryant was at Alabama. He knew that he was second fiddle, mm-hmm. but he did his own thing and didn't worry about what football was doing. Yep. And I think that's what we're seeing with Oaks well, I mean, as well right 20, now. This is the first time Alabama's been number one in 20 years. Yeah. So I think 20 years, Mark Godfrey was the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 years ago, Alabama football was not Alabama football. Exactly. But do you know how many people in Alabama really gave a damn that they were number one 20 years ago? Zero. None. <laughs> now, I do think that there's more people that care now, but do they care like if, – if they don't care. They care more than uh, Bryce Young didn't win a Heisman yeah. or that they were the fifth team this year. You know, they care more about that. Nate Oates is a good coach. 
And if they don't, I, I know they just extended him, I think, through 2029. But if they don't throw the entire checkbook at him, yep. uh, they will lose him. And he will go somewhere huge. Saban needs to pull out his pocketbook. Um, that's the game tonight. What else What else do you have going on? I didn't really have any game to jump out at me on Thursday or Friday. No, I have nothing know. on Thursday and Friday. You know, but Saturday, obviously, we got Tennessee-Kentucky. So, two big games for the balls this week. Yeah. You sort of owe Kentucky, who came into Knoxville and beat you. Then uh, – so, that'll be a big one. It's a great rivalry. Yeah, Kentucky's – you know, they're back to where they're having to play desperate again because yeah. they've lost two out of the last three. Yeah, the, the Georgia loss, and it was wasn't awful. just a loss. They it got was, destroyed. Yeah, they did. And it was, we're talking about an eight-point loss, but, I mean, they were losing at 10 at halftime, brought it all the way back, took a lead. Georgia came back and won by eight. Yeah. Georgia dominated that game. Um, held at, at, at a time, I think, Shibway was like – now, he ended up with a double-double, but there was like early, or late in that – or middle of that second half, he was – we're talking about eight and five and stuff like that. Just – Terrible numbers for Shibway. He missed on his part, really, I think. He just missed his part to go, and I think he was a top-five pick in the draft last year. That's the thing. The, the, the draft people weren't. Uh, I, I disagree. Because he's, because he's older. That's, these draft – these NBA execs will take – they will take um, pot, oh shit, potential over what you've done. Yeah. And and I've I've read multiple times and I've heard multiple people say potential <laughs> means that you ain't done shit yet. Exactly. That means and, that oh we, we can take a chance and that's why you see some teams that are gonna stay where they are. Uh for years. For years we saw that with Sacramento. They finally went out and reformed their front office in order to reform what's mm-hmm. on the court, quit making stupid picks. Uh, you see that with a lot of other teams, and really, frankly, Charlotte, uh, they're decent at times, but then they'll make some stupid yeah. fr- uh, free agent. I mean, hires. they have some. I mean, they have some offensive weapons there. Yes, Lamelo Ball and Terry, Terry Rozier, and I mean, you've got guys that are. Um, and see, Rozier was a Celtic. Yeah, and he and so he's a free agent pick, and that was a good one. But then they'll have some other ones. Yeah. Just like then the coaching aspect of it comes into play, and they don't do a good job of evaluating coaches at all. And 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 they don't really have a defense. They yeah. don't they don't play defense over there. They're trying to be more like how the Houston uh, or Houston Rockets were with uh, James Harden. Yeah, where where it's a lot and, of and Tony, look. Yes, he got his teams fairly far quite a bit, but his teams weren't going to win an NBA title because they didn't play defense. No, that you got to play you know, some sort of defense. I, I, he was with Phoenix, did a good job there, same type of thing. Uh, only difference, he had Steve Nash. Nash played a little defense despite James Harden in that group. They didn't play shit no, worth of defense. That's, so, but that's – I mean, they don't have D'Antoni, but that's kind of what they do. It's not yeah. – but, I mean, look – they got weapons. Yeah, they can get. They have guys that can go out there and score twenty five to thirty points a night if you let them. But they have to be able to play on that defensive side of the ball, and they and they just don't. But see, where, that's where somebody like a Sheepway would help them. Yeah, you know, it, it, instead of going potential, you take the guy that you has proven he can help you. Because really, right now, other than him, what does Kentucky have consistently playing well? Nobody. Right. Nobody. You're supposed like you have that Xavier uh, uh, Williams, I think. And then um, Case and Wallace, they're supposed to be top ten pick. Were supposed to be yeah. top ten picks. They're not anymore. 
Um, now, I think they have a first-round dude. Uh, no, this that was last year with Shaden Sharp. But, I mean, they've had they've had dudes that are going to be top five picks that don't even that don't even play. Yeah. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with uh, that. Has a lot to do with uh, Cal saying, "Hey, don't ruin your career by chancing something here." Um, but Shibway, I think can play a long time in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think he's going to be a top five pick, top ten pick? No, not at all. Not I think now. He, I think he probably sneaks in the second round somewhere, and he'll whoever gets him is going to get a great guy that, uh, that right now will eventually come off. The, well, he'll start off coming off the bench. Yeah, and it may be where he is at. Which is you fine, know, which but if you can fine. come out, you can and get, make a living doing that. But if shit. you can get ten and ten, yeah. coming off the bench, mm-hmm. man, they pay for that. That's man. it. Like Ivan Zubak for the uh, the for the Los Angeles Clippers has made a career. Now he's starting for the Clippers, but he's he's made a career scoring eight points and getting ten rebounds. That's right. You can do that. Yep. He can. Shibway can do that too. I don't. I just don't understand that. Shibway's a good player, and I would kill for him to be. Like I mean, I'm like like the Hawks. I'd love for him to be back up to Clint Capella. Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, but I think I think a team like the Hornets would be so smart to find uh, to to pick him up and have him because I mean they were until last week. Mason Plumlee was their starting center. Yeah, he's decent, but but he ain't. you're not gonna win with Mason Plumlee. No, come on, come so, on. So I mean, you, at least Duke he didn't even play win with Mason Plumlee. So I mean, just that's what you got to do. I mean, I think you got to you got to go find you a center. Uh, the other other game. I know you had a few more uh, on Saturday. I had Baylor at Kansas. Obviously, that's that, yeah. that's that's a marquee to me. So my Saturday games, yeah, uh, were, were Tennessee and UK, uh, Iowa State and Kansas State. You said something before. You don't want to talk about Iowa State because every yeah. time they play on the road, they don't win. Which I'm is just, true. Well, I'm just I'm just consistent. You know, I just went with the top twenty five teams. I was just yes. going through and looking through uh, Baylor and Kansas. Obviously, um, Sunday though, I really I. I it's not a top 25 game, but I think Memphis and Houston could be pretty decent. It was last year, both yes. of them. So, and, you know, Penny may – Penny's style of play is something that Houston doesn't really want to see. No, and and they're, I, they think they, I think they possibly could give them fit. So, I think it will be a good game for – especially on a Sunday. There ain't no football. Yeah. So, I mean, you hey, turn that on. Watch, you'll, you'll either get to watch <laughs> some crappy Big Ten basketball or you can flip on and watch – one, the two premier te- two of the premier teams in the uh, American Athletic Conference, mm-hmm. um, and then you got Monday and Tuesday. Since we don't record on Monday and Tuesday anymore, I, I added Kansas and TCU. Yep, big uh, Monday. That's that's going to be awesome. Then on Tuesday, Baylor at Kansas State. Kansas State's got to figure out what because they've lost a couple now. Yeah. Uh, after being top five, um, so but Baylor Baylor's Baylor's picking it up. So they're gonna like, hell. They've got a big week too. Um, and then we've got Marquette and Creighton on Tuesday. Yep. Creighton just uh, had won six, I think, in a row and then lost last night to Providence in double overtime. Hell of a basketball game. Um, and then I close it out with another Iowa State at Texas. Both of those Iowa State games are on the road. But if they were at home, I would almost say, hey, they're going to win the game. In <laughs> uh, LaVille, the Kenny Payne experiment is now at 3-22. and 22. Man, that sounds fun. That is just uh, still – you know, when when they were when they had ten losses, I thought, well, you know, come on, something's going to happen. But now you got twenty two losses. This isn't a guy who can coach. No, he can't not. coach. No. He can't coach. I think they've given up. He can't coach. Yes, the team has given up. Yeah, so without a doubt. And that's, the bad thing is, you're playing in the ACC, one of the premier conferences in college basketball. You are probably one of the top five in um, in revenue producing uh, basketball schools. 
and right now you've you just basically shit to bed. The bad part about it is, is this was a year that you could do something in the ACC. Yeah. Because it's it's not near as strong as it Hit has right been. now. Not ranked and number this one. This would be perfect. You yeah. know, uh, Clemson. You know, they're another one. Uh, mm-hmm. Just. That's rough. Uh, but I, so I, I look at this. If you're a, uh, you're a fan of anybody but Louisville, and you're pretty <laughs> disappointed in your season right now, you can look at that and say, "Hey, at least I'm not having to deal with what Louisville fans are dealing with." <laughs> now I'm sure that there are some fans, like Kentucky yeah. fans, that are absolutely loving it. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm in a I'm in a tough time. I'm in a tough spot right now with Tennessee. Like I I don't know what to do. I keep wanting to be positive, thinking, "Look, we're still in the regular season." Get these 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 crappy losses out of the way. Maybe you can go on a run, and I'm I, but I'm but I'm down. Like I like I'm not happy. Uh, this sucks. Uh, two straight games of losing by three, but I mean we we ain't lost twenty two games or twenty one games. Yeah, you know I mean we're still twenty two <laughs> or we're still twenty one and six or twenty and six or nineteen yeah. and six something like that. They're yeah. ten, ten in the country. Look, Tennessee's gonna be fine. They just gotta hit some shots. They really do. I mean that's. You know, and and find a little bit of offense uh, like against tonight with with Alabama. They're gonna have to have everything tonight. Um, we we turn it to NBA. Um, this big trade, obviously KD, the big one. You know, KD moving on and <laughs> going to Phoenix. When he like comes they back, needed any friggin' help. When he comes back, oh my gosh! When he comes back, CP3, Devin Booker, De- or DeAndre Ayton, and Kevin oh. Durant. Yeah. Durant gives you that added player that they've been missing, you know? And I really thought I really thought that there was a good possibility that Golden State could come back and get going. I don't think that's going to happen now. I don't either. You know, uh, I think that they're going to be – they'll make a playoff run, but they won't be what Phoenix has the chance to be. Um, Look, I, right now I think wow. we're going to be seeing the Suns and the Celtics in the uh, I think so. That, that – or I think or the Bucks, Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. Um, Last night's game, Bucks and Celtics, uh, flipping back and forth with that a little bit. What a game! What's what's you know. what's shitty though is you don't have. I, that's how good the Celtics are. They didn't even have Jason Tatum playing exactly. last night. Was Jalen Brown playing either? You know, that's how good they are. That's how well coached they are, uh, and they can battle. God. You know, and and Milwaukee won despite having Grayson Allen on the team, um, who's still a piece of shit. But they do have the Greek freak, and and Giannis is is by far the best player. I know that you know you can say the Joker. He maybe win his third MVP, and he is damn good. Yeah. But Giannis, uh, night in and night out, can destroy people. Oh yeah, look, we, it's the same thing with the NFL when we talk about mm-hmm. if you can be an MVP, but that doesn't mean you're the best player in the world. Exactly. Uh, the Greek freak, Giannis is is if he's not. He is right there. Yeah, uh, Kevin Durant, he's right there. I mean, he's he had been the high- chance. I, Durant's injuries have hurt him. That's that's what I was you know? going with. Uh, but I mean, Joker definitely is up there. But I mean, is he better than Giannis? No. But I mean, a- ain't nobody putting up numbers like Jokic. But I mean, yeah, there's nobody that can do what Giannis does. Right. Uh, I mean, you can still and you still have to put LeBron up there because LeBron is an absolute freak at 39 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, all-time leading scorer now, and and if you. If you, in some way, are saying that that LeBron is, I don't know. Uh, I've I've seen jokes that like, you know, he's not Jordan. No, he's not. He's not Jordan. No. He's not that type of player. Jordan was a guard. Yeah, he's a shooting guard. LeBron is a four. 
three slash three. He is one of the most powerful players I've ever seen. Yeah. And greatest athletes I've ever seen in in the game. But no, he's not Jordan. He's himself, and now he's the all-time leading scorer. You cannot discredit that. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, I, so I saw I saw this week, uh, and you know a lot of people don't like Stephen A. Smith, but I mean. I, I like to listen to sometimes what he says because, I mean, the dude's seen everything. Yeah. The, only, the one thing that I will give him when he talks about Jordan and LeBron debate. Now, me and you have – I think me and you pretty much have the same uh, – we have the same outlook on, on, on that debate. It's different areas. I don't think you yeah. really can compare them. Um, but the one thing about Jordan is he said – he said there are, all these players are great. LeBron is, is absolutely one of the best players to ever play this game. He said, but nobody feared uh, – nobody has feared Michael Jordan – or nobody has since Michael Jordan has feared him. Or I, I feared anybody since Michael Jordan. Hmm. You know, Michael Jordan was absolutely feared by his peers. Yeah. Uh, but also, still, different eras. Different eras. Uh, different types. Uh, and, and, you know, they say, well, Jordan did this. Jordan had help too. Yeah. You know, come on. Until, until Scottie Pippen came along, Jordan was not I, winning I championships. I just don't care about the help stuff. I don't you know. care. You know, but LeBron. it's got to be there. Yeah, but it's got to be there. Um, uh, I think LeBron showed that it can catch fire in the playoffs when his first Cleveland Finals appearance with against San Antonio. We talked about that. You know, you, you he led Cleveland there. Now they didn't win; they no. were swept. But still, he led them there yeah. uh, with no one. So mm-hmm. that that spoke to me uh, back then. Just and, and just look. All it is is there. There is no debate on that. LeBron James is one of the best to ever dribble a basketball. Ain't no doubts. There's not a question about that. Nope. And let's leave it at that. Like, yeah. like Michael Jordan is, is, if not the best player, he is one of the best players to ever play basketball. Yes. Let's leave it at that. Yes. Like, we, we, in our lifetime, both of our lifetime, we have got to see the two best players I think that has yeah. ever played the game. Two now, I just got done watching Bill Russell, that Bill Russell documentary See, on Netflix. I, and that's where I go when, when somebody and that man's won. that man won 11 rings. 11 rings, two as a player coach. Uh, he changed the game. Yeah. He, he invented blocks. The games. He changed the fucking game. And Bill Russell, to me, is the all-time greatest player because of what he did. He came in and what he, what he had to endure. Uh, living in a racist-ass Boston. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Boston is a racist-ass city. Still is. You know, still is. And he, he, I love that part where he said, that, you know, there are trash cans or they started having, you know, problems in the neighborhood. Well, Russell went and bought a, a gun, and uh, all of a sudden the plot problem stopped. Yeah. You know, and, but the, and it wasn't just what he did on the floor. It was the man was so intelligent about – uh, day-to-day things and how to how to be able to just his his intelligence read books about him read his statements he's amazing I, i've yeah. always loved bill russell uh i've always like listening to him he used to do nba games uh as well bill russell to me just like i said changed the game and it is a very good watch on on netflix it's awesome I, I, fin- um, I finished it today and the one my favorite thing about it is at the very end they're interviewing all these like superstar players and they're talking about them the guys that played with him that it, uh knew him personally and all this and larry bird one thing larry bird said about him and he said he said bill russell was some was a man who, when he believed something, he stood by it, and he always stood by it. Yep. And he goes, and he goes, he goes. I call that a stand-up man. And he said, "Look, he was—he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time." 
But the one thing I take from him is he was a stand up person and he believe he 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 fought for what he believed in. Mm-hmm. He he spoke out for people everybody. Yes. He wanted everybody to be treated as an equal. He and he he did everything he possibly could to do that. And to the day he died, he still fought for what he believed in in ra- racial equality and all of these things. And look, there are pl- there are players right now that are trying to do like they're not going to ever be Bill Russell, right? No. But no. they're trying to do similar stuff in that, and they're still getting hate, just like those guys were doing back in the day. Exactly. And <coughs> and if uh, that's where I'm going with with the LeBron thing, it's not that they don't think he's a great player. It's that LeBron speaks his mind. Yeah. When he's asked about something, he speaks his mind, yeah. and that's what a lot of these racist ass people around here. And, and everywhere don't like hearing, yeah. you know, the shut up and dribble thing. That's a racist ass statement. Yeah. You know, let LeBron can say whatever the hell he wants, just like you can get on fucking Facebook and say whatever the hell you want. Yeah, literally. You know? Like you, you act like you act like you don't have your own platform. You've got <laughs> a thousand friends on Facebook and you're posting whatever the hell you want exactly. to. You have your own platform. It just so happens that this man's the best basketball player in the game right now. Yep. Or one of them. And he and people ask him questions and he and he's actually intelligent enough to give an opinion. Mm-hmm. There are some guys out there that I don't want them talking. <laughs> you know? Exactly. There are people that there are people out there that probably have opinions that I don't want them to say anything. LeBron is not one of them. No. This guy didn't go to college, but he's one he's in a very intelligent human being. He's he, never been in a, any kind of sca- scandal. Uh he's taking care of his family. He's uh with the mother of his children. He uh, takes care like I said his 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 immediate family. His high school friends are his business partners who he has taken care of and from they, day 1. From day 1. And he has also sent people to college. He he sends kids to to, to uh, if they don't go to college, they get a good education while they're in high school. This is a person who's done a lot. And then they pick apart and decide, oh well, this is what he's not donating a lot of money to this. He's like, what the hell? Are you serious? Yeah. This guy is doing so much off the court that you just can't stand for someone to actually be lauded for doing that kind of thing and be great on the court. It's like one of those things where you just want to go slap these individuals and say, just shut the hell up. To me, it feels like it's a lot of jealousy because you're upset that somebody gets paid to play a a game. Yeah. Look, yes, do I get frustrated that I didn't get to play a game uh, for my entire life? Absolutely. But but look, if I had a platform when I was – and I was blessed enough – to be able to play a sport, and I was able to, to, to speak my mind, do you not think that I would do it? Yeah. Like, I don't have a damn platform at all right now, and I'm still getting to speak my mind. <laughs> there's exactly. there's 100 people that, about 100 people that listen to us a week, and I got that, you know? Yeah. I've, I've got about 1,000. And they can tell us to shut the hell up all they want. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter to me. Because, look, the guy's got a platform. Let him do his thing, yeah. and that's the good thing. And, look, one thing about LeBron, LeBron's done this in the social media era. Yeah. He did all that stuff that you said in the social media era mm-hmm. that where everybody finds everything out. Yeah. And this dude ain't got a scandal. This dude ain't done anything. No. But all he's done is he spoke his mind. He's got – and look, yes, people people in the South just have different opinions than, than other people. But also, a lot of people in the South aren't dealing with some of the stuff that other people are dealing with. Exactly. Yes, you have your own issues. We have our own issues here. 
But look, you got to respect the man that, that that did that. And if Bill Russell was playing today, he'd be the, doing the same thing yeah. that LeBron does right now, maybe even more, and he probably would be a little uh, just as hated because he speaks his mind. Yeah. Uh, and, and Russell, to me, uh, like I said, greatest player ever because he changed the game, because of what he won, and, and did so, two of them, as a player coach. Um, and, you know, and yes, different era, 50s, 60s. Sure, different era. Uh, he played. It was. It wasn't the same type of game we see now. Mm-mm. But the eighties, seventies weren't the same type of game. The eighties weren't the same type of game we see now. As a, it's all changed in different ways. It changes almost every every ten years. Yep. You know, every five to ten years, the game changes a little bit. Now we're splashing. Yeah. You know, we're splashing. Steph Curry threes. changed the changed the game. Yes, he changed it because he could shoot from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and right now. Uh, until, you know, we laud Giannis for being actually the great player that he is right now, uh, LeBron is it for yeah. this era, for yeah. really two eras, yeah. if you think about it. Absolutely. From 2000 to 2010 and 2010 to 2020. I mean, he went from being the best player in the world yeah. to one of the best players in the world in, this, in the 2010, 2000. Man, dude, he was drafted in 2004. Yeah. That's two decades. Dude is in incredible shape. And doing what he does, and people just decide they they can't stand him because it's racially motivated. That dude, and I also think that if Michael Jordan was around in the social media era, there would be so many shit, uh, so many things oh. that we would that would have been coming up about Jordan that people would have thought he's just a shitty person. Well, I mean, hey, he abandoned his teammates. He went and played minor league ball. Yes. He abandoned his fucking teammates. So don't give me that shit. He could have stayed and won seven or eight titles in a row, but he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He got bored. He abandoned his teammates, and he came back when he realized, I ain't worth the shit at baseball. Yeah, we can we can debate on whether or not it was for gambling or he's doing it just because of his uh, his yeah. father that had just died. We don't know, but he did leave his teammates. Mm-hmm. They He just won three in a row. They're the, he's on top of the world. He leaves them. Yep. And Houston Rockets says, thank you. And they thank you to, very much. Yeah, they Akeem, got two. Akeem, Akeem's like, thank Akeem you, I need it too. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, right now, NBA, I'm enjoying watching the Celtics play. Uh, if they're on and I got a chance, I'm going to watch them. Um, I'm, I enjoy watching the Bucks, despite them having Grayson Allen. Uh, I really wish I could say that about Memphis right now, but uh, right now they're, they're really struggling. They need a restructuring, and, and it, it could be really quick could be really quick but uh they need to get rid of some dead weight a lot of talk yeah a lot of talk and all you got to do is go out there and play basketball mm-hmm. a lot and I, and I don't mean and you know this is totally different from the shut up and dribble it's a lot of talk about nothing yeah about being tough yeah and, and instead of just going and doing your job get when, out there and get your job when done. you were out there not worrying about what other people had to say about you you were one of the best teams in the west mm-hmm. then you started talking Trying to prove everybody, trying to prove to everybody that you're better, that you're this underdog. Nobody gives a damn. Go play no. basketball. Go play basketball. Let's get them back to where they were. Grizzlies, Grizz, the Grizz has some talent. We How need to see do? it though. We need to see it on because uh, that's a, that's a fun place to go and to watch some great games because John Morant is an incredible. Absolutely, talent. absolutely. And if, hey, if Memphis don't watch out, Memphis is going to lose John Morant. Yeah, that's right. You know, and that money comes around. You think Ja won't follow it? Of course he will. Yeah. I don't blame him. I would, too. 
Um, MLB's pitchers and catchers have reported it was good to see a Cardinals new catcher in the uh, birds on the bat it uniform. Did. It looked really nice. It really did. Uh, looking forward to that. We have some new rules in the MLB this year, which are interesting. Uh, pitch timer, which is stupid, but uh, <laughs> thirty second timer between batters. Uh, you know, man, so man. is that you're gonna uh, who are you gonna persecute if the batter doesn't get his ass up into the box? I don't know. Uh, Fifteen second timer between pitches with the bases empty. A uh, twenty second timer with the runners on. Okay, that's fine. I like a you know quick pitched game. Yes. Uh, yeah, but you know, <laughs> shit. I mean, uh, you want to shorten the games. That's what everybody's wanting to do. They're wanting to shorten the games. But what all of these people who report on this shit don't realize is that the in between the innings is what's gotten longer, and that's why games are longer. And when you have a Yankees-Red Sox game on ESPN and they're showing three minutes worth of commercials between innings, between half innings. Of course that's going to be why the game has oh lasted gosh. longer. I, I can remember running the board on Cardinal games, engineering a board on Cardinal games on radio years and years ago. 60-second breaks is all you had. That's all they did. And sometimes the play started before then. You could hear the, uh, like a foul ball or something, and Jack Buck could have to recap real quick yeah. what's going on. Th then those games were what? Hour and a half, hour 50, something like that because of that. But when you multiply, because you have nine innings and you have 18 of those breaks, if they're three minutes long, guess what, people? It's long. Um, <coughs> no shift. Defensive team must have two infielders between I'm, I'm on either on. side of second base. Although – an outfielder can come in and be an extra infielder. I'm okay with that. You know, that's fine because, I mean, you, you're leaving a, an outfield spot open. That's yeah. fine. Uh, violations result in an offensive team choosing either the automatic ball or result in a play if it, if it happens. Um, bigger bases. This is the one I, I thought was interesting. First, second, and third going from 15 inches to an 18-inch square base. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to avoid collisions a little bit. Right. Which I, I like. I like that. But also – Think about this. It's probably going to increase stolen bases and yeah, and uh, close plays at First. on force outs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, what is is the reasoning behind it officially? Because they're trying to cut out injuries. Yes. Okay. That's then, the that's the i the idea. Because you never want to see what happened to like Chase Utley a few years ago. Right. Like that's that, that look. You can talk about how the game like how the game back in the day was where you just destroyed somebody at, at, uh, at second. Uh, but, look, I ain't about for getting getting people to ruin their careers, like messing their knees up. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, I, yes, do I did I like seeing it? Yeah, of course I did. Because, I mean, I, it, it looked like, you know, a hustle play or, or at least you're trying to break up a, a double play or something right. like that. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not worth messing up some dude's knee or or a second a second or shortstop's knee uh, for for you just trying to break up a double play that more than likely won't happen. Catcher, a catch, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Think just, you lost Buster Olney with with a knee injury on a on a uh, not Buster Olney, uh, <laughs> Giants catcher um, Buster Posey Posey yeah. uh, on a on a collision at home because Buster of a knee injury. Buster out there playing. Yeah, uh, that's, that really really, really <laughs> I'd love to see that. Uh, but yeah, and Buster Posey was was injured for that. That's bad. Yeah, that's never. Now they good. changed. I think they changed the rule immediately. There, you yes. can run. So, 
Yes. I mean, you have to have the ball, mm-hmm. and you can't uh, you can't truck anybody uh, and that kind of thing. So, but but I I do, I do like some of their rules that they're coming into play. I do like the the uh, the no shift rule. I did not like seeing the shifts. I like more offense in the game. Um, I'm, I'm, I like defense and pitching as importance, but I don't want to see a guy who's hit between the hole and he gets thrown out at first because you got your second baseman playing short right. Yeah. You know. I'm, 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 I, I've hated the shift. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, and if you want to bring your your uh, right fielder in on that situation, hey, bring him in. But then you take the chance of him putting one over your head. Right. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the outfield being able to move up. I, I hated the shift, though. I hated with there's nobody sitting there on third base. Hated it. Yeah. Uh, they did that because, you know, players like um, – the main ones, the big time hitters, the pull hitters, like you know, uh, right now would be Joey Gallo. Yeah, is the big one for me. Uh, Joey Gallo, if he didn't have a shift the past five years, he would, <laughs> he'd be one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah, uh, he. I, I, I've never seen somebody hit a ball as hard as I've seen him hit one, and it just go to somebody in a shift position every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Carpenter did it for the Cardinals for years. Yeah. Um, just it just happened and. I just hated it, and then you you hear the whole well, you've got to adjust, and you know you got to become a better hitter. But those guys are those guys are professionals. <laughs> like if they could yeah. go the opposite but way, look. And, and, the way and I, years ago, it would have been done that way. But what's the name of the game right now offensively? Hitting dingers. Oh yeah, absolutely. hitting home runs, yeah. bombing away. Yeah, that's the name of the game. That's what everybody wants to do. And that's pitchers what the, are so good right now, and they're yes. not pitching it like, and they're not going deep in games anymore. It's mm-hmm. we're talking about great pitching. For like five, five innings. innings. Five innings. If you go seven innings, oh my God, that's like a friggin' complete game. If you do a complete game like Wayno did, that's like throwing a no hitter. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And uh, wow, it, it's just rare. Uh, but yes, guys are going, and you're coming out of the bullpen with more guys, and they're all throwing gas. So you, you've got constantly somebody just boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. So. You're you're swinging the first thing you see, and sometimes that pitch you know may dive by a, by a half inch or whatever, and there goes your bat, or there goes the place that you planned on putting it. And I think more offense is going to just bring. I, I think more offense brings more eyes. Yeah, uh, they do too. And and look, I love the way I love baseball. As I, I loved baseball as is, regardless. I would have watched it with the shift, anyways. Yeah, because I did. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, but back, I, but, I, but man, I love watching. <laughs> I love I love games where where balls being hit everywhere. I mm-hmm. love it. I, it's and if you do have a great pitching staff and you can combat that every once in a while, that's great too. But I absolutely love seeing people hit dingers. I love, I, but I mean, I also love people playing small ball and and you know try, and then also like people trying to hit you know actually hitting doubles. Like yes. that, that they went away from that like so much, and like, and I think we're going to see that quite a bit now. Like, it's now that the shift's gone, people are going to get hit over. Like the ball's going to hit over their head. We're going to see that quite a bit now. So hey, look, let's score some runs now. Score some runs. Let's get back to play, actually playing baseball. And, you know, the shift was a great idea, but it was one that just I, to me took away from a and lot. And it of was stuff. smart. Yeah, it was brilliant because it was allowed. Yeah, but then they started doing it too much. Every at you bat. know, every at bat, there's shift is out there, and then you look at probabilities, and your probability was down probably twenty five to thirty percent, and if you don't have anything, it's above sixty percent. Why do it? Mm-hmm. So I, I think they just they overused yeah. the shift. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, 
Oh, college baseball starts uh, Friday. That's right. Um, I absolutely love college baseball. Uh, I'm obviously I'm a Tennessee fan, so we start our season in Arizona with Arizona. It's a, a MLB des- spring training desert invitation yeah. or something. They play Arizona Friday, Grand Canyon on Saturday, and San Diego on Sunday. But there's a, there's a lot, there's you know a lot of good classics this week. Uh, if you like if you like college baseball and you want to see some of the guys that you know in five to six years will be playing in the MLB, this is a good weekend to start because you've got. I mean, LSU is going to be very good. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, a series this weekend. You've got there's tournaments everywhere. Then you can just get on ESPN Plus and watch a lot of them. Uh, just you just get on your app and just look at all the good games that are. Out. There's some ranked matchups. There, I mean, just the first few weeks of the season are pretty good because you have, you know, teams try to schedule some. They don't like you know we're not seeing like basketball where you're seeing number one versus number two or anything right, like that. Right, but you are seeing some decent matchups. Mm-hmm. And in this thing with Tennessee, and we got I think that there's like 15, 15 or sixteen different uh, high profile uh, prospects. You know, Tennessee's got damn four of them. But I mean, they're the number two team in the country for a reason. You know, they've got the best pitching staff in the in the in, in college. Yeah. Um, and the either the number one or number two pitcher in all of college. So, look, it's it's so much fun. I love like it's just di- it's a little bit different. You got the metal bats. Like it's just fun. And and look, they're college kids. It's 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 the college game, and I love watching it. And. Well, you know, I'll I'll do kind of a not we're not going to take up a ton of time on it every every week, but I'll I'll definitely go through and find some of like just some recaps of different things. You know, I'll definitely give a Tennessee recap, but I mean, you know, there's the LSU's, there's the, you know, there's Vanderbilt, like they're going to always be good. Uh, Arizona's obviously good. The Stanford's all of those like we can we can at least give a little bit of an update, tell the top ten every you know every yeah. other week. Or so, but I mean, we're coming to a time where we're only going to have the NBA, Major League Baseball, and college baseball. Uh, yep. So we're going to, you know, it's the it's a tough part of the season where you're not having five sports to talk about. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we we were spoiled. Of course, NHL is going on, but not really much. Going I, on well, with the Predators sucking Predators. so bad, I don't even terrible. Care. Like I, terrible, terrible. I don't even care about the ho- lost to the about Coyotes hockey. last night. Four to two. You know, to, at to, home. At home, it used to be. The, I think used that was to be the, one of the toughest places to play. I think it was one of the uh, the night that they uh, they honored PK Subban too. So I mean, like, what a what a <laughs> damn waste. <laughs> yeah. They're about to they're about to sell. I think Ooh. they're about to sell all their team. Anyways, I mm. think uh, I think the best players that you see on that team, like Roman Yossi and Philip yeah. Zorsberg, are all going to eventually get traded, uh, and that's going to suck for Predators fans because that's who we grew. That's why the sport grew because of that's those true. guys like that. Uh, so I don't even care about hockey right now. I know the there's a couple of good teams, and we'll probably have. Once they play the start the playoffs, we'll we'll start talking about them. Yeah, I'll talk about the playoffs because yeah. there's nothing no like doubt. Stanley Cup hockey. Yeah, I think that's, that's right. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got some pretty good stuff to watch this weekend. Uh, so no football, but we do have basketball, and and obviously we're we're going to pay attention to that. So. Keep uh, keep listening. Tell your friends. We appreciate it, and we appreciate all the follows and the likes and everything else that you can do for us. We and we'll do another giveaway soon uh, uh, for for another hoodie or something. I like think we might do it, do it something around March Madness. There you go. I think there you go. I think that's a. I think we can do something like that. We might actually we might actually have a guest or so uh, f- around tournament time too. I think we might have. 
uh, Coach Suter coming back from the SEC tournament said he might want to do uh, yeah. might want to come in and talk about the SEC tournament because he goes every year. Uh, dude, we're 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 here. I mean, next month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's going to be awesome. Uh, conference tournaments, March Madness. We'll try to figure out something. I don't know what we'll do yet, but we've got a month to figure it out. Hell yeah, it's going to be fun. It's the weeks in the pub podcast. More later. <laughs>